It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz dropped game one of the series to the Memphis Grizzlies in a stunning event. Turn of events. In six hours, the Jazz lose Donovan Mitchell, who they thought was playing, and then they end up losing the Memphis Grizzlies and now trail the series one game to none. What happened? How significant? And what does it mean moving forward? Rob Boone is here with me to talk about it all coming up on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by... Grip6 belts at Grip6.com. Grip6. Go check it out. The promo code locked on for 15. Eject this woman. Eject this woman. Kick her out of here. She's strutting. A little grizzly love over there. Strutting. Love you, dear. Uh, that is Brad Jones's wife, by the way, making her appearance here on the show. Very happy. She, he is now an assistant coach with the Memphis Grizzlies. Ron Boone. Before we get to the chat and get everybody's comments, what happened? Well, a few things happened, and, and it all started in the first quarter. Uh, they blew up the Jazz offense out on the perimeter. Uh, they were very aggressive, and Brooks just took a couple of plays, a couple of players anyway, out of what the Jazz were, were, were trying to do, which brings up a point. I'm, I'm not really sure what the Jazz were trying to do, um, other than the fact that they wanted to run the pick and roll from the middle of the floor to the sideline. That, they were not able to get into that. And so I don't know, it couldn't really tell what they tried to counter that with. So the game opens, we, we talked about a few things early. Memphis was going to play drop big style and force the Jazz to make off the bounce three point shots. The mm-hmm. Jazz opened the game in the first quarter going one of eight on off the bounce threes. They only get two catch and shoots. They go two of 10. The Jazz seem to have recovered from that into the third quarter. They lead it 54-50, and Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert end up with four fouls without Donovan Mitchell. And frankly, that changed the game. The Jazz could not overcome that. Uh, they tried to stay in it. Then Mike Conley came back in, and by the end of the third fourth quarter, it was 83-74, Grizzlies by nine. And the killer, Ron, is that well, if you really look when the Jazz have been at their best, and it's going to be interesting to see what they can do this in the playoffs, is that lineup at the end of the first quarter into the second quarter mm-hmm. is when and end of the third, in the fourth is when they press people. It's what they did in the first quarter. They went on a 10-0 run. But when Gobert's out of the game, you're suddenly not running that lineup. And when Rudy checked out of the game, I think he was plus 10 or plus 9. Like, the Jazz just had to have Rudy on the floor. And without Donovan and without Rudy and without Mike Conley, for an extended stretch of the game, Memphis was the better team and took over the game in that stretch. Well, Rudy ends up getting 20, only 25 minutes. Uh, that's definitely not enough. And a lot of that had to do, as you just mentioned, because of, of foul trouble. Um, Quinn had said in one of the, the post-game show interviews that, you know, there's going to be some guys that had to spend a little bit more time on the floor, play a little bit four minutes than normal. And, and obviously you, you would think that that would be Rudy Gobert. But as you mentioned, without him out there on the floor, it, it's a big difference. And how the opponents score. Now, Derek Favors had one heck of a basketball game. He played very, very well. But, you know, it's a big difference um, defensively anyway when when Derek's on, when Rudy's on the floor. Dylan Brooks is the story of the night. He was the best player on the floor, both offensively and defensively. We'll have to go rewatch it. 
But for right now, my viewpoint is that he took Joe Ingles out of the game early. He changed what Mike Conley was able to do in the third quarter while simultaneously dropping 29 points on the Jazz and taking over the game for a period of time, allowing John Moran to have enough juice late in the game to take it over late. Yeah, I didn't realize he was as physical as he is. I mean, he is, he's very strong, uh, and and uh, I didn't realize that he was as physical as he is and, and moves his feet very well as there as well. Offensively, I think of what I was surprised at, I had to look and check and see, you know, his season high is 32 points. He ended up with 31 here tonight, but that third quarter uh, with him neck, knocking down jump shots with a hand in his face, that was what I was very surprised by. There were about two or three sequences. I don't remember all of them. I just remember calling it in which like back and forth, which were swung the game. Collie missed a three. They made a shot. Jaron Jackson with an incredible block came back with a three. Those were the, those swings that they, they made those. I don't remember us making those kind of sequences. Yeah, it's, it's, it stopped the Jazz run. That was one heck of a defensive play because I think um, it, it was Jackson who blocked the shot, then Jackson who ended up getting a three on, on the – on the next possession in the same sequence. So uh, the Jazz had some momentum going and, and the, the Grizzlies were able to stop it, put the fire out and everything. Now you're starting to play uphill again. But the Jazz had some fight tonight. They, they stayed in it. Uh, Boyan comes to life and gave, them, gave the Jazz a chance to win. All right, let's go to your questions and your comments here on Postcast. I'll rewatch the game and have more to talk about on Lockdown Jazz. Uh, coming up, I, I think, this is going to be the reoccurring comment. Let me see if I can find this. I just saw it come in. I think it was from Carol. Um, but I think this is going to be the reoccurring comment, and I think this is a little bit of the story of the night as well. And now, of course, I can't find it because I didn't have any idea how many comments had come in here. Carol Lynn Peterson says, Brooks headbutting people, shoving his own player, and taking a swing at Royce. Cody Lynn, not Cody. Uh, so... Yeah, like Dylan Brooks came in here in a playoff game and made it a street fight and punked the Utah Jazz, and it took him a long time to react. There are players in the league that can test you, uh, get them get under your skin just by playing physical. Then there's other guys that will, will that just will take shots at you just to see how you respond. Sometimes that takes guys out of the ball game. So if if, if I'm beating you up, that's gonna you're gonna spend more time trying to get back at me or, or, you know, whatever, but it takes you. And I, and I thought maybe that did happen. You know, that doesn't happen to Joe that often, but I, I thought he just flat, flat out took Joe out of the ball game. You know, when you, if you're Memphis and you're coming in here to play the jazz, the jazz play a beautiful game and they've played it three times against them and throttled them three times this year. If you're coming in here, that, that's what you have to do without Donovan, the other one was the key other stretch of this game is without Donovan, when Mike Connolly left the game and they didn't let Joe Ingles go get the ball, Jordan Clarkson and Boyan Bogdanovich could not handle it. Yeah, they, they, they absolutely could not handle um, in any way. Jordan says, what a game by Faves. He'll be key in the series with his physicality. Derek gave every ounce of everything he had done. He was great. Now, I don't know whether the numbers are going to show that his effort was productive some of his effort was as productive. Mm. Like he made big plays. He did a lot of things. He had a lot of highlights. Mm. I think our defensive numbers with him on the floor are going to be atrocious. Because yeah. John Morant was able to get to the rim and score a lot during those sequences, which may not be his fault, but just in the sense he was really, really good. But a season-long issue has been us defending when Rudy's off the floor. I think that'll be a story by the time you look at the numbers. Again yeah, Derek averages about 15 minutes of ball game. He ended up playing about 23, 24 minutes a night. Uh, but I think 
far as his overall play, his rebounding, uh, he blocked a couple of shots, and and it was it was productive for him out there on the floor. Now, whether defensively it was productive for the team, that's a little bit different story. He had twelve block, uh, four block mm-hmm. shots tonight. So I mean, he was he gave every he looked great. He had more bounce. He had great energy. Uh, looked like the rest really helped him. Robbie says Jazz in five. Okay, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. Really poor timing for Clarkson to end his three-point streak. Also, Dylan Brooks is the absolute worst. Oh, I'm pretty certain we're not going <laughs> to like Dylan Brooks any very much. Uh, Clarkson's streak stays alive because it's a regular season streak. Yeah, but. Brooks was the 45th pick in the draft, so he might be a little bit bitter about that. <laughs> Jazz didn't admit that sitting Donovan was a mistake. He's ready to go and they need him. Okay. I, I, I mean, clearly the Jazz medical staff, according to Quinn Snyder today at – uh, in the press conference, the Jazz medical staff decided that Quinn Snyder, that Donovan Mitchell was not ready. And so, um, you know, it was a certainly a very bizarre um, and hard to swallow as a fan, I'm sure, uh, sequence from Donovan, about 12 hours or about 24 hours, Donovan gets taken off the injury list. So he's going to play. He holds a media session with the fans, says he has no pain, and that he just has some soreness. And then the he they announce he's not playing. Certainly a a stunner. I, I was stunned. I, I don't know any more than any of you. So I can understand the frustration of it, but clearly, like, the guys whose job it is to evaluate, it, it seems, made the decision that he was not ready to play um, on that. Uh, with how bad the game was, Favors was awesome. Thanks, Fave. That's why we picked him up, says Tyson Tanner. Second quarter was hard to watch. Second quarter is where when Mike Conley left the game, and they didn't let Joe Ingles get the ball. The Jordan Clarkson and Boyan Bogdanovich just were not ready for that. That's where you really miss Donovan. Yeah, absolutely. Donovan was probably the only one of those guys when if Conley's off the floor that could that could make well, yeah, that could make something happen. That can beat guys off the dribble. Now Jordan, that's a little bit different. Let's just take him out of it. But uh, Donovan Mitchell can just flat out, you know, get the job done. Can distribute the basketball. He's a willing passer. Uh, he can knock down the three. So w- when Quinn talks about we have three guys that can play the playmaking role, he's talking about Conley. He's talking about Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles. Okay, Conley's out of the ball game, and now uh, the Memphis Grizzlies take Joe Ingles out of out of out of out of the game. So there was no one there. Paul says in six games, more realistic for the Jazz to win the series instead of five as far as winning the series. How about we win game two? How are we going to win? Said, How about we win game yeah, two? Yeah, let's do that first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is just fundamentally not true, and I want to make sure that this myth is eliminated. The Jazz thought they could sit Donovan Mitchell because they could easily beat the Grizzlies. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. There wasn't an ounce of that. In fact, Ron Boone... <laughs> Told me before the Grizzlies Golden State game that he'd rather play the Warriors than the Grizzlies. Yes, I did. Why? Because I just think that from what I saw with the Grizzlies, that especially with with Jackson being back, that a better matchup, regardless of how great uh, Steph Curry is, that the Jazz would probably have a better chance or easier chance of beating the Golden State Warriors than than the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Draymond Green, as good as he is, could also be as Great for the Jazz uh, if he's in a ball game. That's your guy. Tyson Tanner says, does Clarkson's game hurt us in the playoffs or was it just a bad game? So up until last year, Jordan's playoff record was checkered at best. 
In in 26 games in the playoffs, he has shot 37% and 29% for three for his career. That's not so good. However, last year against Denver, he shot 46% for the field, 35% from three, and averaged 17 points a game. So the hope would be that in this system, he's better than he was for Cleveland in their playoff system. One thing about Clarkson, if you watched him play tonight, he, he dribbles a lot to free himself. And he was dribbling to a crowd of players tonight. Sometimes there was two or three players around him uh, while he's trying to get a shot off. So if he's not looking to pass and, and dribbling and, and trying to get a shot off and with eyes out, as, as Quinn liked to put it, to find his teammates, then, yeah, he, he might struggle in this ballgame because they know he wants to score off the dribble and he's going to dribble around, eat up time on the clock. And th- there was about two or three guys around him quite a bit of time. Here's the worry I have on Jordan Clarkson. If I can find a number that tells me that Jordan Clarkson has had 155 isolations this year and thrown 20 passes off those and taken 135 shots, the opponent knows that as well. That would be my concern. And you scout everyone and every ounce of everything in the playoffs. So that would be my concern. So, And if you know that, they know it. They know that, right. And because we got to have it, Quinn Snyder blew it by benching Rudy Gobert with his fourth foul. Let's make sure we blame the coach before we're done. Reminder, Del Toledo, other than often your takes are ridiculous, um, but I love you because you're always here for me, so I appreciate that, but I'm going to call you out on it. He fouled out with 435 left in the game tonight. So in the old school of thought is that actually, I'm not actually a big believer that you take a player out of the game for foul trouble because by definition you're creating the foul trouble by taking him out of the game. So in that sense, Del, I agree with you. However, in this case, he fouled out of the game, yeah. which means he didn't take any fouls home to put on his pillow, which means that's not a great take. But I love you. We'll talk to you because you'll be with us next time, and I appreciate loyalty. But if I didn't call you out, I wasn't being me, and then you'd be upset. So at least one thing that we knew it was going to be today, I was going to be me. The Jazz weren't the Jazz. Ron was Ron. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.